Welcome to Strategize to Succeed. Today, I'm going to highlight three life skills, which I believe you are never too young to learn and never too old to rely upon. If implemented willingly and without constraint, these skills will have a significant impact on reducing your stress level, increasing your daily productivity, improving your memory, and helping you to sleep. And they cost no money. Now really, what else could you ask for in a podcast? In all fairness, I will tell you that you have likely heard of these skills, and perhaps you have sometimes applied one or more to your daily routine. But when utilized together on a regular basis in your life, these three skills seem to take on superpowers. The first skill is to make a schedule of what you need and want to accomplish each day, the level of priority, and the projected length of time to accomplish each item. The key to crafting a working schedule is to be realistic. Your schedule is not a document which you draft, frame, and then hang on a wall. A schedule is a living, breathing roadmap of how you would like to outline your day. You can use a commercially formatted set, such as day timer, or you can use a sheet of scratch paper or any variation in between. It doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be able to have room for all that you want to write. I would suggest taking a few minutes in the evening to write your schedule for the next day. Start with a list of everything that you need to do for the day. Rate what must be done should be done, you would like to accomplish, firm or standing obligations, breakdown of lengthier projects, and items that would make you happy. Make sure that you include chores, family activities, meals, even walking the dog, and include a projected time allocation for each responsibility. Incidentally, If a new element is going to be included regularly in your schedule, why not give it a sample run to obtain a time estimate? Just over a year ago, I purchased a new bed including new linens and decorative components. As a result, the first time that I made the bed as I would on a daily basis, I timed the process, not at a breakneck pace, but at a speed that would be consistently comfortable for me. That way, I know how much time to block in my schedule for that task. I will tell you, as a matter of full disclosure, that I have always faced the most challenges when trying to project the amount of time needed for my work projects. I recognize that everything takes more time than you anticipate, but with practice, you will start to learn where to build extra time into your schedule. The one remaining tip when constructing a workable daily schedule is to build in both flexibility and time to do nothing. For a schedule to be a valuable tool, 
you need to be honest with yourself. That means recognizing that when you awaken tomorrow, you may not feel like working on one type of project, but you're willing to do something else instead. That's why you always keep a to-do list available with time allotments and priorities available so that you can switch out components to accommodate your preferences. And always factor in time for your mind and your body to become reinvigorated, whether going for a walk, staring at clouds, or any other variation that is important to your overall well-being. The second productivity and perhaps sanity saving tip is to write down everything. By that I mean don't try to remember things. You will find that you'll waste time, frustrate yourself, keep yourself awake, and ultimately you'll likely forget some, if not all, that you're trying to remember. Be sure to keep a pen and a pad of paper in each room. That means where you watch TV, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the bathroom, and any other areas such as the garage and the patio. The point is, place pen and paper everywhere. You don't know when you're going to remember the item you forgot to do or buy, or the next great idea that will change your life for the better. So always be prepared with the right tools. And one more point, technology is great, but not for this effort. By applying pen to paper, your brain becomes focused on the singular task of writing down an important thought, and then is better able to develop and refine it. However, if you decide to use your phone, tablet, or other form of engineering, you're confusing your brain. Your brain has to adapt to the mechanics in front of it, and that effort dilutes and diminishes the brain's efforts to create the intended note. Also think about how many times you have awakened at 3 a.m. with a thought that has taken over your consciousness. If you don't write it down immediately, it is likely that your mind will obsess on the thought and your sleep will be interrupted. But if you have the same 3 a.m. thought and you make note of it immediately, your brain can then dismiss it and you can promptly return to sleep without becoming stuck and distracted. I suspect that you might gain a bit more sleep over time. By the way, if you are one of the millions who are sleep challenged, stick around until the end of today's podcast. I'm going to present another sleep tip, which may be just what you're looking for. Okay, so we've discussed the importance of developing a comprehensive schedule, along with writing down everything. Now my third powerhouse tip. If you want to complete everything on your list, Stop multitasking and start focusing. Consider the following two images, which, I'm sorry to say, used to appear on television. And please pardon the gender references as I use them to make a point. 
The first scene shows a man sitting at an office desk with a phone in each hand, and he repeatedly jumps from one conversation to the other. The second image shows a woman in different poses, one carrying a briefcase, the other waving a frying pan. The accompanying jingle rings out with the lyrics of I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never ever let you forget you're a man. Although much could be said about the images and the jingle, in each case the man and the woman have been promoting the concept of multitasking, that it is expected and necessary to competently perform multiple tasks at the same time in order to be considered a valuable member of society and to achieve success. Now that we've had the opportunity to believe it for a few years, it's time to get past it. Based on science, multitasking leads to increased frustration and stress, along with less satisfactory results. Instead, when focusing on making progress with one task at a time, the individual is more likely to remain calmer and more productive, and with this mindset, be better able to work more efficiently and effectively. Once again, utilizing a comprehensive schedule will assist you in moving beyond a scattershot multitasking approach to a focused singular direction. If you are willing to integrate these three stress-relieving and productivity-enhancing tips into your daily routine, you will find that the positive change will be significant. However, now I'd like to offer one additional suggestion. And to my knowledge, this idea has not been empirically proven. This is based on my anecdotal experience, but it could have a significant impact on your quality of life. You have no doubt seen commercials and advertisements for all the medications which are being sold to help the sleep-deprived get their rest. Well, I have stumbled upon an incredibly effective alternative which costs nothing and has no side effects of any sort. Two or three months ago, while in the throes of this podcast development, I did find myself awakening during the night with my brain in overdrive. And, like you, sleep deprivation was simply unacceptable. I started to muse on the concept of sleeping like a baby. I had always been told that I had slept very well as an infant, although obviously I have no recollection of my infancy. So I started to consider the elements which contributed to my good sleep. What I settled upon was that my mother had sung Brahms' lullaby to me each night. To refresh your memory, the lyrics of the first verse are lullaby and good night, with roses bedight, with lilies o'erspread, is baby's wee bed. Lay thee down now and rest, May thy slumber be blessed. 
lay thee down now and rest. May thy slumber be blessed. Well, I decided to reconstruct the scenario. Very softly, really it was in my mind that I sang the first few words, lullaby and goodnight, and then barely hummed the balance of the melody. By the time that I had completed humming the melody once or twice, I started yawning a few large, jaw-stretching yawns. Soon after, without even noticing it, I was in a deep and peaceful sleep with no indication of dreams or thoughts. I have continued to apply this approach almost every night, and not once has it failed me. Again, this is my personal, undocumented experience. But what do you have to lose if you're unable to fall asleep? Why not try to reconstruct the elements which contributed to your sleeping like a baby and find out if they will help you to recapture some of your lost sleep? It's just a thought, but I would certainly be interested to know if the process works for you or not. Please email me at strategize.thoughts at gmail.com with your results, or we can discuss it on Twitter. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember, the application of strategic decision-making can result in a more beneficial outcome, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?